Happy Monday. Welcome to the It's Hard Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Boner. And if you're new here, welcome. This podcast has evolved over the last uh, three and a half years, but really what it has evolved into is a sober curious um, and sober podcast. And so you don't have to be sober curious. You don't have to be sober to listen to this podcast, but all of the content is centered around what it means to be sober curious and what it means to be sober, specifically in your twenties. Also coming from a place of choosing sobriety, um, rather than maybe being in recovery for alcoholism. That's not, my wheelhouse. Um, I chose sobriety, sobriety and I'm very blessed that I don't struggle with alcoholism or any sort of addiction to alcohol, but I chose sobriety actively um, in my 20s as just a better option for myself. I have alcoholism in my family. I have um, addiction in my family, but sobriety just came to me as the best option for my health, my mental health, my well-being, etc. So welcome if you're new. Um, I post a lot of sober curious and sober content on my Instagram at It's Hard Podcast. Same with my TikTok at It's Hard Podcast. So feel free to join over there. And these episodes have really been evolving and changing with um, my content and it's been going really well. And, and if you ever want to reach out and talk about sobriety and, um, being sober curious, I'm always happy to talk more about it. So thank you for being here. I'm very grateful. And if you've been here from the beginning, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, for continuing to join through this path. If, if you're not a podcaster, um, or know a podcaster, podcasting is so interesting. And I've learned so much over the past three and a half years about just like the evolution that exists within podcasting and how you get burnt out, you get tired, you get all these different things happen. And I'm so grateful that I'm still doing it, but it's really hard to keep going sometimes. Um, but letting yourself just like evolve and change alongside, you know, obviously we are always evolving and changing as people has been really healing for me um, to allow myself to do that. So um, thank you for being here. That's all I got to say. I, before I jump into today's episode, which is a great one and I'm excited to share with you all about, I have been kind of in a slump. Um, I just mentally feel like I am avoiding a lot of emotions. (laughs) And I don't know if anyone else like with anxiety and depression struggles with this, but just like, you know, that you're not doing everything that's best for your mental health, but you still just keep not doing everything that's best for your mental health. I have been spending way too much time on social media, first of all, and know that I need to like journal aggressively and have just been avoiding it. And yeah, I've been like numbing out a lot of feelings through, you know, using TikTok to numb out, um, work to numb out, you know, just keeping myself busy and not really like sitting with myself and it's catching up to me. 
I can feel it. And I'm still just like running as far away from dealing with it as possible. And I don't know that there's really anything specifically wrong. I think I'm just kind of in this, you know, winter slump of like, I need sunshine. I need warmth. Um, I miss my family. I miss my friends, you know, back home and, and I'm just kind of not, super great, I guess. And, and I definitely have not been telling anyone that. So it's kind of funny to just say it on here. Cause I've been acting like I'm completely fine for the last like several weeks. Um, but we had a, you know, just like an overwhelming week, you know, at, as a family last week. And, um, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of things going on. Some stuff I just like can't share because it's private, but, I want you to know that like even though social media or you know these types of podcasts even can portray that life is so great all the time and that we are just always doing well it's just not true so I have been definitely feeling it I've been struggling um, and just kind of in that weird slump though of I'm struggling but I'm still moving forward I'm I'm still just like doing the things and doing okay. And so I'm not taking the time to slow down. And what always happens in these situations is I, I do this and then I fucking implode and I'm a shit show. And I just know that's going to happen. But I'm going to try my best to avoid it at all costs because we all know that that's not good for us. But yeah, I've been definitely avoiding a lot of feelings and emotions. I don't know if I know exactly what the emotions are, but the more I've thought about it like today and the last few days, I think I just need to like put a therapy session on the books and just like go to therapy to just like break this this like really bad pattern that I'm in right now. And I don't know if you guys are this way too, but like podcasts are my favorite way to just avoid all feelings. Like I was thinking about it the other day. I was listening to Armchair Experts, one of my favorite podcasts. And I don't even think I was retaining the information because like suddenly I was like, oh my gosh, this is really interesting. I just like woke up halfway through the podcast essentially and was like, oh wow, this is really interesting. And didn't realize that I just had not been paying attention rather this podcast had just been like a great numb for my brain so that I didn't have to sit alone with my thoughts and my brain and all the things that I felt like I had to do or should do or like anxiety just going a million miles a minute and realize that I don't even know what this podcast is about. I'm just having it on as background noise to just avoid every other feeling and thought. And I think that's why we are so obsessed with podcasts is because they just don't, they force us to not be alone with our thoughts. And there's so many good things about podcasts. Obviously I have one, like I just advocate for it, but sometimes you have to be mindful of like, how often are you consuming this content? Because for myself, I'm consuming it so often that it's starting to feel like a number and a block instead of, you know, something that's really helpful for me and my development. So That's kind of my rant before I get into today's episode, which is more of a fun episode, I would say. Um, 
but I want you guys to know that, you know, despite what you see on social media, we all are struggling at some capacity and life is hard and it throws shit at you and it doesn't always make sense. And that's okay. It You can struggle and you can just have a hard day. It doesn't have to be a big deal. And I'm not saying all this to make a big deal out of it and ask for, you know, reach out and all that stuff. That's not what I'm looking for. I just want you to know that it's sometimes life just is sucky and it just kind of is meh and it's not as amazing as everyone makes it seem. So I hope you know that today. Today's episode, though, is something that I've been thinking about for a long time, um, kind of breaking down because I've been asked a lot of questions on it. And I did a lot of work to be intentional about this process. And so I really wanted to just do a whole episode regarding how being a sober bride works and um, just like how you navigate sobriety while being a bride, because we think about bride is not just the wedding. It's your bachelorette. It's your shower. It's all the events leading up to the big day. And then there's so many things that are involved in that as well. Do you have an open bar? Do you serve alcohol? Do you, how does, does your partner drink? Do your friends drink? Like there's so many questions that have come up and I just want to just share my experience. And I don't think I did it perfectly by any means, but um, it was something I was really intentional about and wanted to just give y'all some insight that if you are somebody who doesn't drink and you're getting married or you might get married eventually and you're like, what the hell do you do with all this stuff? I'm excited to tell you all about it. So um, I have some like questions that y'all like submitted that I kind of based some stuff off of, but I also just kind of wanted to share my own experience overall and, and kind of what it looked like. So, um, one of my biggest fears when I got sober, I had all these random little fears and I've talked about them before. They seem very like trivial and unimportant and, um, maybe even like not materialistic, but like petty in a way excuse me, but like there were some things that I thought about of what is that going to look like? And one of those things was my wedding. And I tried to put myself like back in the shoes of like party page, like what was that like? And I thought about like, well, when I drink, I, I know that I do have fun at some capacity or I am quote unquote fun. And so I was like, what's going to happen for my bachelorette when I when I stop drinking um, or my showers and my wedding like how, am I going to have a champagne toast what will that look like and these are questions that people literally asked me They're like well what are you going to do for your champagne toast do you think you'll just have like a glass of champagne either way and I was like now looking back I'm like there's so many options that you don't have to do it the way everyone else does it you know so um, but these are real things that I like worried about and you know, society tells us that you have to get drunk at your bachelorette. You have to have a champagne toast. You have to serve alcohol, open bar, not open bar. Like it is a general focus of an entire wedding planning process is what is the alcohol situation? And that's just because of the culture that we live in and the fact that alcohol is such a big part of what we do and and how we live our lives. And so I was afraid of like how that experience would be impacted by my choice to stop drinking. And that sounds so silly, but it is so true. And I, you know, just 
it was just a really challenging thought of like, what will that look like? So then when I got sober and then I got engaged, I, you know, eventually had to start thinking about what are these experiences going to look like? And I just remember like my bachelorette was obviously the first thing I thought about because it was going to probably be like the first event. And most of my friends drink. I think at my bachelorette, every single one of my friends drinks. I'm 99% sure. Yeah. Every single one of my friends drinks. So I knew that that was going to be like an aspect of it. So when I was planning the bachelorette, I was like, I was telling the people close to me who were helping to plan this, that my most important thing is that people don't get wasted. And I don't care if people drink. I don't care if they enjoy and they do do as they do. I'm not going to tell people you cannot drink for this entire weekend. Like this is up to you if you want to drink. But I just requested that people don't get wasted because one of my biggest fears was that one of my friends or like, you know, a couple of my friends were going to get wasted together. Then everyone's going to want to keep drinking. Everyone's going to start taking shots. And then I being that I don't love being around drunk people um, would just want to like go to bed and it would it would bum my experience out. And so knowing that I didn't drink, I just had to be really mindful and conscientious of the fact that I have to tell these people what I want from them or I have to have my maid of honor tell these people what I want um, from this experience. And so that's really like setting boundaries, like A, making sure that the things that we did at my bachelorette did not revolve around drinking. And that that in and of itself, like, let's just pause right there. Planning a bachelorette, which my sister and my mom did most of, and my friends, um, and trying to buy things that are not drinking focused, I think is really hard. I mean, down to even like we had these little pink cowboy hats and they were super cute and we love them. And like, I think everyone from my bachelorette has one, um, but they're meant to go on top of like little shooters. And that wasn't a thing at my bachelorette. Obviously we didn't even, I don't think we provided any alcohol. It was, if you wanted to drink, you had to bring your own alcohol. So there was no little shooters and they're not going to put these little hats on shooters for me. Like that's silly. And so we ended up putting it on like the little like figurines around the cabin or on the soap dispenser. Like we just like made it fun and like engaging, but like finding party favors, finding even just like a sticker to go across a bottle of wine or champagne. And this is like even, I mean, a year ago, the options for non-alcoholic champagne were minimal. So like things have just changed so much, even just in a year. But there's just so many things that are centered around alcohol when it comes to bachelorettes that I think it was hard for my family to like find options and items that didn't center around alcohol. And then, you know, trying to plan activities that weren't alcohol centered was was also challenging. I mean, we got a party bus because we didn't want they didn't want me to have to sober drive everybody, which I appreciate so much. It's just funny how like a party bus usually indicates like bar hopping and all these things. We literally took it to a restaurant and then we took it to an ice cream shop. <laughs> and then we went home because like that's all I wanted to do and and so my bachelorette really was like planning it was just centered around a 
I don't want there to be alcohol from like an us providing it standpoint. And then B, I don't want people to get wasted because for me, that's not fun. And everyone was very respectful of that. I was genuinely afraid of just like a whoopsie drunkness and, you know, it ruining anything. But my friends were great. They were super respectful of it. My friends drank. They enjoyed themselves, but no one was like overly wasted or anything. I never noticed any issues like that. Everyone was was awesome and, and super respectful, which like that's just because I have great friends. So I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, but we just did like a boat day and people enjoyed beverages and we had non-alcoholic options. And then uh, we went out and, and we just had, you know, games that we played and, and just different things that it was just a fun and relaxing weekend. And that's all that I wanted of it. So if you're a sober bride, you're planning a bachelorette, A, I would say, make it really clear what you want of somebody or of, of all the people at your bachelorette, whether it's your maid of honor, your family planning it, whoever, just be really clear like, hey, this is not a get wasted uh, weekend, which all my friends I think knew even before anyone said anything. They're like, it's Paige. She doesn't drink. So like, obviously we're not getting wasted. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be fun. You know, we're going to go dancing. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. We're going to do the things that you want to do. Plan activities that, you know, you go and do things. Um, wake up early and work out and have coffee. Like just do the things that you want to do and make it really clear what those things are so that there is no guesswork work in it for the people planning your your party. Two, there's so many non-alcoholic options nowadays that I don't even think I was aware of, you know, a year ago, like I said. And so have those NA options, um, you know, and also just say like BYOB, you know, if you want to bring alcohol, you bring it, that's fine. Um, but we're not providing it. Don't go out and spend a bunch of money on people drinking when you're not even drinking you know spend that money elsewhere on things that you want to do um and then just have fun like you don't have to do things just because society tells you that you have to get wasted on your bachelorette I had an absolute blast I was rejuvenated after my bachelorette I was relaxed I got to spend quality time with my friends and my family and it was great. It was not what your typical bachelorette looked like, but that didn't mean that it was bad at all. It was so, so, so fun. Um, and I still had fun. I danced my ass off. I had a blast. So that's kind of, you know, that part of planning the bachelorette. One of the questions I got was like, how do you turn down drinks? Because if you think about it, like you go to a bar, you go to a restaurant, whatever, you're a bride, people are going to be like, oh, we're going to buy her a drink. That is the like thing that everyone goes to, which is so funny. Like, oh, let's go buy her shots. First of all, we didn't go to a bar. So we didn't ever run into that. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to a bar. We just went to a nice dinner. And then, like I said, we took the party bus to get ice cream. So that was my bar was the ice cream. But like, if you do go to a bar or even if you're at a restaurant and people do offer to buy drinks, like I would just be very clear. Just be like, no, thank you. Um, I don't drink, but but thanks. Um, and if people are being like pesty about it, which like if you live in the Midwest, that a lot of people get like really weird about this shit. Um, and they'll just be like really annoying about it or rude. And if you don't even want to deal with that, I would just accept it. 
Um, and then just like turn around and walk away and like give it to your friend or like leave it on the counter. Like they're going to want you to like take it in front of them. Like you don't have to do those things. Like you can just say no and just like walk away and that's perfectly fine. I feel like through sobriety and like as I've gotten older, I'm just like so honest with people and I'm just like, no thanks. Or like, I don't drink. And like, if they just keep bugging me, I'm like, just fucking back off. Like they're, they just don't do that. You know, we, it's 2023. We just don't do those things anymore. But if you're very clear of like, I don't drink, people tend to really respect that. I've said that a million times that I have found that if I say I don't drink, period, um, people just like respect it and move on. So I would just say like, try that. And if you really are like having a hard time, just be like, I'm pregnant, you know, which like we shouldn't ever have to say those things, but like, whatever, we can pull that card if we really want to. If someone's being so fucking annoying that you're like, I'm so done with this, like, then just like get to that point where you're like, pull that fucking card. I don't know. But obviously you shouldn't have to get to that point. And I don't think that you would if you just are really clear and like you're nice about it. People usually are pretty respectful. I think that was all on the bachelorette. I'm just going to make sure looking at my notes. Um, yeah. Letting people do what they want. I confided in a few friends prior. Um, few friends that I knew like probably wouldn't get drunk just based on their personalities. And then I asked them if they could just be like, um, you know, people to rely on in that situation. So just like saying, hey, if so, if something gets out of hand, could you be going to kind of have my back, you know? And that was also really helpful. One of my friends, she literally like came up with this whole like mocktail recipe and brought all the ingredients for it. It was so cute. It was like part of the theme and it was delicious. And like, that was really cute too. No one asked her to do that, but like she came up with the mocktail and like, you know, provided everything and made the mocktails, um, while we were there. So it was really fun. Um, it, let's go on to shower. So if anyone has had like a wedding shower, or seen like wedding shower stuff. So one of my things with planning my wedding was I did not want more than one shower. I have seen people have several showers and I was like, no, absolutely not. I am like not the type of person who um, wants like a lot of attention like that in like a party setting. I don't want to have to like talk to everybody forcedly like that. I just wanted like one shower where it could be like me and Jack together, couple shower, everyone that we loved could come. It would be like an open situation, like an open house situation, nothing structured. I didn't want like all those like you know, other little showers thrown by all these people. I just told all the people that wanted to throw me a shower, why don't you all come together and work together and you just plan one big one. Sound great. Sound great. And everyone was really nice and respectful about that. Um, and especially because we live in a different state than where like our family lives and our friends live. Um, that was also really helpful was just saying like, Hey, we're only coming home for one week in the summer. Um, so we only have time for one shower. I'm not going to fly home five times for five different showers. Um, and then we'll only have time for obviously like a bachelorette and, and such. And so that was also nice. Like boundary to set was just like, Hey, we're only home X amount of days. And so we can only do one shower, but obviously not everyone has that. Just say you want one shower if that's what you want. But obviously I'm not putting that on anyone, but I just wanted one. So 
I, again, knew, like, I'm going to have non-alcoholic options. For the shower, just being that it was, like, more people, it was, like, an open house situation, we did have alcoholic options for that as well. And, obviously, Jack was there, and so, like, you know, he would want to drink a little bit as well. So, we weren't as, I wasn't as rigid with that as I was with The Bachelorette. Um, I did just, like, I didn't want people to get, like, wasted again, but, like, it wasn't um, a huge deal. It just was, like, okay, just you know, have the options that we have. Um, and I just think that it's all about the way that you set something like that up. So, you know, are people, you know, having activities that they can come, can, can do. We had like, I don't even know if I ever went back there, but in the backyard we had like bags and, um, I don't even know what other games there were because I never went back there, but there's like a bunch of games that we had. Obviously we did like a couple's game. We had a taco truck. So that was like the food that we had. Um, and again, just like an open house style where people can kind of come and go was really helpful, um, for us. And so, yeah, it was, it was just like really casual and laid back. And that was like exactly what I wanted, but nothing, you know, too intense with that. People still got drunk. <laughs> It still happens. I just want that to be known. Some of it was ugly and not great, but it does happen. And it's all about like how you react. And I still like think of the ways I could have reacted. Um, but it was like, you know, the, the people that got drunk, it was more secretive and I didn't really know about it. And again, I wasn't monitoring like how much people were drinking, but I think people just genuinely knew like I didn't really want people wasted or they just weren't planning to get wasted because everyone was like driving and doing all these things, but it still happens. Um, so you just have to like be prepared for that. Like that's going to happen. And so like, how are you going to react in those moments? Cause like you can't control everybody and nor did I want to control everybody. Absolutely not. I did not want to control everyone. So people will still get drunk. It'll still happen. You just kind of have to deal. Um, and then finally the wedding. So Planning a wedding for a sober bride was a treat. I mean, it was honestly so fun and my dad doesn't drink. So um, that was kind of a fun experience together as well of like trying to find any options. So when we were planning the wedding, obviously my wedding planner knew. Um, and, and it's so interesting because we live in Utah and somebody asked me like, did you have an open bar at your wedding? And because I live in Utah, the laws and such are very weird and, you know, intricate and all this stuff. And so it's very interesting because it was actually cheaper for us to just buy all of our own alcohol and have an open bar than it would have been to like have the venue provide it um, and even have like a cash bar for that. So it was more cost effective for us to have an open bar, which sounds so backwards um, than the other way around because of all the laws in Utah. So we obviously chose to do that because it was the most cost effective option. But it also worked out really well because we weren't limited on the types of drinks we could bring. So I was able to work with Curiosity here in Salt Lake. That's the non-alcoholic um, bar slash bottle shop. And they can do like a bunch of bulk orders. Um, and so they did bulk orders for me for all of our NA options. And so my dad and I went and we tried um, some beers out and kind of found ones that he liked because that's what he liked to drink. Um, and then that's when we found like the Three Spirits, which I fucking love so much. It's so 
so fucking good. And we have a code now for Three Spirits. So if you do want to look at that for your wedding special event or just in general, if you want a great elixir, um, and I'll also tell you that that was um, the champagne toast that I used as well was from from Three Spirits. Um, code, it's hard for 15% off your purchase. Uh, what's it called? A plug? What's it called? Um, casual plug? Shameless plug. That's it. Um, but anyway, so my dad and I went and we tried all this stuff, like figured out what he liked and we decided like how much to order. And honestly, like we ordered a lot and we had a lot left over, but not as much left over as I thought we were going to have. Like we did end up having just a lot in general left over of like everything. Um, but we, you know, weren't going to order too much of like the three spirits and we ran out of the three spirits. Um, we almost ran out of like these parched drinks, which I share about on Instagram all the time too. That's another adaptogen drink, like cocktail mix or like, uh, just a canned cocktail, non-alcoholic. We almost ran out of those. So anyways, backing up, my dad and I went, we tried all this stuff out and then we ordered what we wanted to order, how much we wanted to order for the wedding got to pick it up and bring it up to the venue super easy. So we had an open bar. We had non-alcoholic options, which worked out super well um, for me. So that was just like the matter of like having options, right? So I, of course, always had options. My champagne toast ended up being from Three Spirits. They have like a spark sparkling um, bottle and it was so delicious and it has like adaptogens and elixirs in it. So it makes you feel good and makes you feel like lively and awake, etc. Uh, We also had a coffee bar, which was really important to me. I love coffee and just like having that option for my guests was, was awesome. So we had a coffee bar too. So there was just more to it than just alcohol, which I really appreciated. And by the amount of alcohol we had left over, it seems like people didn't really drink that much. And I didn't see that a lot of people were wasted by any means. It didn't seem like people were like super drunk. Um, It seems like people were just like having fun living life. And I know a lot of my really close friends would like go up and they'd get a alcoholic drink and then they'd like drink that and then they'd go up and they'd get a non-alcoholic drink. So they were like mixing them into and having NA drinks, which I thought was really cute. Um, and they really liked the taste of it. So a lot of people tried the three spirits and really liked the taste of it. And so they were drinking those too. So it was just cool. I think it just like opened people's minds to like other options and like having variety and what they were drinking instead of just having, um, you know, alcoholic options was also really cool. Like even if you are a bride who drinks or if you're just sober curious or whatever, like having just maybe like one or two NA options aside from the typical like Coke, Diet Coke, lemonade, bleh. Um, I think that could be really inclusive and fun for your guests. Like if I went to a wedding and I was able to like go up and order like a, you know, non-alcoholic cocktail, like that would be super comforting and like I would just feel really welcomed in that space. But obviously, like, maybe only do that if, A, like, your guests, you know that a couple of your guests don't drink or, B, you can, like, afford to add that because obviously I know it's a cost. Um, one of the other things that planning the wedding that I think is really important is I asked Jack to be sober with me. So um, it was really um, anxiety ridden for a while for me to think about like, is Jack going to get drunk at this? You know, is this going to be something where 
I'm sober and he's drunk, you know, but I knew that if I asked him to not drink that he would respect that. And so I asked him not to drink. He was obviously very much on board for that. And it really just made for a great experience for the two of us that we were sober by the end of the night and we weren't, you know, drunk and exhausted and all these things. We were both sober and felt really refreshed. We remembered everything. We really got to take it all in and and really enjoy it. And I'm just glad that we both got to have that experience, but also glad that he respected me to like, you know, want to be sober with me and have that mutual experience together. So that was another thing that um, was really helpful in the, in the experience. So also another thing to know, a lot of wedding venues um, will have you be out of there by like 11, 10, 11, 12 is usually the case. And so like for somebody who doesn't drink and doesn't last very long, like that was super helpful. Um, and I've had friends even ask like, is there usually after parties and such? And honestly, I think if I would have drank that I probably would have been more apt to like go to an after party, but I was so ready to just like go to our hotel, be alone, like have our time together and just like go to bed. And I was so tired because it's such a long day um, that like when it was time to go, I was like, all right, let's go. Like I'm ready. It was like a perfect amount of time. So if you don't drink, like knowing that a lot of venues are not going to make, you're not going to be like staying there till two or three in the morning. Like that's also kind of helpful. And you can just leave whenever you want. And that goes into my next point of like, be okay if the party goes on without you. We did leave. So like technically I think we only had our venue until like 11 and it was like 1130 nearing 12 and my friends were still just like tearing up the dance floor, having so much fun. And I just like looked at Jack and I was like, you ready? And he's like, yeah, I'm ready. Like, let's go. And we just were completely fine with our friends, just absolutely having a blast together. And we know that they all hung out afterwards. And, and, and it's really easy for me personally to get like FOMO in those situations and feel like really worked up about it and be like, oh my gosh, are they like going to have fun without me? Um, but like just knowing that that was that experience for them and like for our experiences to be together, like that was so perfect. And just like be okay with the party going on without you. Those people are obviously drinking. They're going to last a little bit longer. They're going to have a little bit more in them. So it's okay to like leave and just like do your own thing. And finally, like there was no shortage of fun. Like not having alcohol at my wedding did not, you know, I didn't have all those fears come true. I danced my fucking ass off. Like if you've follow me on Instagram and TikTok, you've probably seen my videos of like, I literally felt like my back was broken the next day because I danced so much and so hard. And like, even if Jack hadn't ripped my dress in the beginning of the night, I think my dress still would have ended up ripped because of how much I was dancing. And I have come across so many people, like whether it's the wedding, I mean, I think my friend texted me, she was like, when I said something about like fearing of not being fun when you stop drinking, she's like, I can confirm that you are an actual head ass even more so now that you don't drink and like exhibit A is your wedding. I had so much fun. I was absolutely insane, super crazy. And I had not an ounce of alcohol in me. So don't feel like just because you don't drink or you're sober, like I think sometimes we get in our heads that we aren't fun or that we're not going to have any fun. And so then we just like manifest that into happening. But if you just like look at yourself and you're like, who am I? And even if you're not this crazy, you know, outward person, that's perfectly fine. Like live your life as you live. But like I looked at myself and I'm like, with or 
without alcohol, like you are super outgoing. You are crazy. You dance your ass off. Like you love living life that way. And so like, why would you stop doing that? Just because you're afraid that people are going to look at you and be like, she's sober. Like, why is she acting like that? I did not think about that at all. It's like all these people know my life. They know my story. And even if they didn't like me dancing my ass off, it's like no one's thinking about me. Like everyone's just thinking about themselves and I was having so much fun. And so don't, you know, limit yourself or um, do anything that, you know, you feel like you should do just because you don't drink or whatever. It's so much more fun if you just like live completely as you are and remembering everything and like feeling every moment so deeply because I didn't have alcohol in my system was like the best thing in the entire world. And so if you're a sober bride or sober curious bride, I hope this is helpful. And please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm more than happy to share more about my experiences or the drinks that I had at my wedding, um, what options I had for people, what people liked, what I liked the most. Um, but even just like the planning process and what that looked like as a sober bride, because I don't regret it whatsoever. Um, and I'm really, really glad that I was in the state of mind with my wedding, but I'm more than happy to, to share anything. So that's all. Um, just a reminder as far as um, any sort of deals that you're wanting to get. If you guys are interested in trying Groovy is one of my favorite non-alcoholic brands. Um, they have the best red wine, canned red wine on the market. So fucking good. You can get 15% off your first purchase with the code it's hard at groovy.com. And then Three Spirits I've talked about in this episode, they were literally the lifeline of my wedding for sure. Um, they have elixirs. So those you can look up online. They have a livener, a social elixir, and a nightcap. And then they have two sparkling like champagne drinks. And they have adaptogens in them, botanicals. They you know lift your mood. Um, all natural, plant-based, no alcohol, and you can get 15% off your first purchase with the code It's Hard. Actually, 15% off your entire purchase, any purchase. It, it's not just your first. So anytime you shop for Three Spirits, use the code It's Hard for 15% off. And then you can find code links as well below for Kind Lips, the best chapstick ever, the best coffee, Busy Coffee, and then better help as well. So look in the show notes for all of that. I will see y'all next week. We're starting to bring guests on here in the next few weeks. I'm super excited to have a few people on sharing their experiences through sobriety um, and other thoughts that they have. You know, does weed count? That's going to be one of the topics. I'm super excited to share that with you. So make sure you're following It's Hard Podcast on Instagram and TikTok and subscribe and like and rate this show. It helps us grow so much. And I'm really, really appreciative for all of the support that I've had over the last month specifically, like just the amount of growth I've seen and support and love and um, just that y'all are resonating with these stories is just so, so, so amazing and um, just really comforting for me to know that maybe I'm on the right path. So I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you next week.